Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in L.A., Find That Girl and Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. All right, let's do it. Yay. Let's do the podcast. Welcome, Sarah Tartan, right? Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited to have you back too. Oh my gosh. Our episode on ghosting went viral. It's over. Crazy. It went nuts and it was out for a month and then it just suddenly started picking up speed overnight. I Mm. had 12, over 12,000 downloads and counting. That's insane. I think it's just one of those subjects, though, that just every single person can relate to, whether it's, you know, at the moment or previously. Like, I think we've all got a story or we know someone that's got a story. It's just really something that everyone can relate to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And today we are going to talk about the new phenomenon called breadcrumbing. For those of you who have not heard, we're going to (laughs) explain it. We're going to talk about how it happens and how to avoid it. And also things that go with breadcrumbing that are happening in the dating world that are connected to it. And Sarah, (laughs) I'm just going to say it over and over again because my my reaction is to be like, Sarah, but that's not your name. Um, (laughs) I like the way you say it though. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to really let you lead this because you are an expert in this, in the the field of dating and the realm of dating. (laughs) And I learn everything. Every time I talk to you, I learn so much more. So. Oh, wow. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So breadcrumbing, why don't you give your definition? I'll give mine and I'm sure it's the same, but. Yeah. So basically when you kind of approached me to do this episode, I was aware of kind of what it was, but not necessarily by that term. Um, And I think we actually briefly touched on it in our last episode about ghosting, where it's kind of that situation where you've maybe been on a date or a couple of dates with somebody and they might have ghosted you or they're maybe not texting you as much. But what they'll do is, you know, they'll leave you hanging and then they'll text you or they'll maybe look at a story on your Instagram or they'll react to a story or like a picture. And they're just leaving this little trail of breadcrumbs that make you think that maybe they're still interested and just kind of keeping you where they want you. So mm. they're basically you're available for when they want to have you. That's kind of my understanding of it. Same. That is exactly what it is. And it is so confusing to everyone out there who is dating and dealing with exes who do this. Like a lot of exes do this. They're just like, I'm going to watch all your stories and like your pictures and like send a fire emoji. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm so confused. Yeah. So my understanding of why people do this is basically... Well, there's a few different parts to it, which we'll get into, but basically they just like that hit of attention. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what though? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I've done it, you know, on purpose, but you know, the one thing that I've sometimes done when I have been dating is, you know, on WhatsApp, you can archive people. (gasps) 
So you can explain that for people. Okay. So on WhatsApp, you can obviously have you, when you open the app itself, you have your list of text messages and conversations that you have with your friends, family, whoever. Um, But what you can do is if you maybe don't want to see a certain conversation or whatever, you can actually archive that to a separate folder. So what I've done in the past when I was dating is that, you know, there might be somebody who you're not really talking to, or you don't really plan on going on another date with for a while, um, or, you know, potentially ever, but you never know whether or not you might want to hit them up one night or, you know, whether or not you've been, you know, out with friends drinking and maybe just looking to meet up with somebody, you know, you go into the archive folder and you've kind of got your list of whoever you want. So I am guilty of it myself. You know, it's sending like a random message here and there. It's a, I mean, kind of probably like a booty call kind of text as well that you get kind of, you know, in the middle of the night or late at night. Mm-hmm. Like so I 10 think p.m., like the perfect time to send exactly. that text. Where it's not too yeah. early, but it's not too early. It's just right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you know they're more like, they're most likely to be awake, right? So it's kind of like, it's a perfect time to do it. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, with kind of like bringing Instagram into it and them kind of you know, reacting to stories and sending emojis and whatever, it's so easy to do it now because there's so many different platforms in which you can do it on so it doesn't even have to be a text here and there it can be you know if you watch who watches your stories it can be looking through and seeing if that person who you're wanting to watch them has um, if they've liked a picture like I said there's so many different instances in which you can potentially think right what's this person actually doing And so many people are too afraid to even send a text, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they're like in a weird spot in your life. Like you have put some boundaries up, but they're like, well, I can't text her, but I will watch her stories every day. And yeah maybe leave a fire emoji. I just love the fire emoji. That's my favorite one. Yeah, it's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It just says so much, but, um, yeah, no, I have someone who does this and this was fascinating. So we were like trying to date, whatever. And then it just didn't work out, but he just continued to watch all of my stories. And for a while I was like, oh, he must still care. And you know, even if he does like, this is obviously not someone I want to be with because you're just watching my stories like a creeper and not (laughs) talking to me or trying to see me, which is also a huge part of breadcrumbing is they won't try to, they, well, they might try to set up plans, but then they mm-hmm. always cancel. There's yeah. always an excuse and it's a pretty legit excuse. And you're like, well, okay. I mean, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But then they always cancel because again, it's like, they only have so much commitment. Now, <laughs> now with some people who you have put boundaries up and maybe they're like, yeah, I, I can't text her. Like that's off limits. Like this is the closest they can get to you, which is still such a mind fuck. Like just, oh my God, just grow up, be healthy. And it is, I mean, it's like you said, it is just kind of that hit of self-esteem that they might need just like, you know, if they, like you said, if they set up plans, but don't ever have, um, you know, they don't intend on meeting up with you at all. You know, it's just the fact that you've accepted to see them and wanted to meet up with them as well that's just like they're validating how they feel about themselves right so it it just it goes quite deep I think and if you think about it like that it's it's uh, it's an interesting one I think so too and I think that a lot of people could just automatically be like oh well they're a narcissist and perhaps they are but most likely they have some real narcissistic traits because this Mm -hmm. is a narcissistic thing to do is to try to get attention from a source and get that fuel without really giving anything back, barely Mm -hmm. anything back. 
And it just leaves you confused and a lot more vulnerable to, you know, fall for that or fall for more if they decide to actually get the courage to, you know, talk to you more. Absolutely. I think as well, like obviously when it comes to texting or emailing or however they decide to reach out, that is them making an active effort. But I think when you look at Instagram to kind of turn it on its head is I think sometimes, and I kind of feel like I can say this because I'm a woman myself, is that we are just, I, I mean, I personally overthink so, so much. I overthink about every single thing. And I think it's kind of like a trait that a lot of women, especially when it comes to dating and relationships, also have. So I think sometimes we can read into things that actually don't mean anything. So with Mm. Instagram, let's think about it from this point that, you know, how many times a day are you just sat on your phone, just mindlessly scrolling? You're looking at stories. You're not even paying attention to whose story they belong to. You're not really thinking like you're maybe like flicking through pictures, liking the ones that you like the look of, but you don't even know who they belong to. So I think you also have to think as well to kind of, you know, in a way back up the men is that, you know, they probably aren't thinking anywhere near as much about it as we are. So they might send that fire emoji or they might look at your story and we're thinking, oh God, what does this mean? Does this mean that they like me? Are they wanting to see what I'm doing? But let's face it, like I said, guys don't think that much about stuff like this. So it's probably just a case that they, you know, are still following you because they just haven't unfollowed you. They're looking at your stories because it was the one that was after the one that they were looking at before. Yes, you know, do you know is, what I mean? So it's kind of like so huge. It doesn't actually have to mean anything. But mm-hmm. then, you know, there are certain circumstances where, you know, the person that is looking at your stories, who you've maybe dated or been in a relationship with or had a few dates with, is doing it from a, a good place and just, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to see what you're up to or, you know, I mean, I personally have kind of, you know, been on dates with people and, and sort of dated certain people and you still wish them well and you kind of mm-hmm. want to see what they're doing and what they're up to. So yeah. I think it could also come from a, a a nice place and not necessarily this sort of narcissistic, nasty place that we assume it's potentially coming from. Absolutely. I think there is a real divide of confusion between does this person have act, like feelings for me? Does this person just have goodwill feeling feelings towards me, or yeah. is this person just a bad person? Yeah, and exactly. It is so black and white between the two spectrums, especially mm-hmm. on social media. I feel like it's either like, nope, he left you, that's it. He's a dick, leave him alone. And like you can <laughs> yeah. never be nice to them ever again or talk to them ever again. Like that's yeah. it. Or you're like, oh no, we're gonna get back together. And you live in this weird bubble of like a dream world and mm-hmm. It's very, you know, I mean, what would you say are like valid signs that someone is trying to like reach out to you? Let's say, hypothetical, you broke up, you know, six months ago and maybe you dated for like six months. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And now there's some activity happening. Maybe there wasn't. Now there's some activity. How would you tell people that it's real versus just your story was the next in line and he watched your story. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And I think we kind of, again, touched on this in our last episode is that I personally am not a game player. I hate playing games. I'm 30 years old. I don't have time for it. I'm just not, you know, if I like you, I'll tell you. If I don't, I'll tell you that as well. So I think from my standpoint, if somebody likes you and they want to see you, you will know. 
Mm-hmm. I actually did a reel on this and kind of, you know, it's very much like, oh, how do I know if they like me? How do I know if he likes me? You know, they'll text you, they'll call you, they'll want mm-hmm. to see you and they'll follow up with those plans. They'll follow through with them. They'll want you to see their friends. They'll take you to events. You know, you won't even have to question it. So mm-hmm. I think when they're kind of like, you know, leaving these little seeds and these breadcrumbs around and you're kind of constantly there wondering, honestly, if that was me, I would assume they're just fucking around yeah. because they wanted to see me and they liked me genuinely. They would let me know. I so agree with that. And that is very hard when you are seeing the ex that you love still mm-hmm. give you these little breadcrumbs and it's just messing with your head. But absolutely yeah. like men are so simple. If they want something, they go get it, whether it's a car or a job or a girl or a guy, they yeah. go get him. And mm-hmm. like, that's just, they're built that way. You know, even if they're like, and I can hear like women saying this, they're like, no, he's like an introverted. He's like way more feminine. He's like very <laughs> passive. Um, even they will go get you. They will. Mm. Maybe they won't be as aggressive, but they will absolutely yeah. be like, hey, let's hang out. Hey, mm. let's do something. Like they will make the moves. Um, there's this awful reality show that I just love to watch. It's called Marrying Millions. And- <laughs> That's so, why I took my great. <laughs> oh, please watch it. If you can get it there, Mary Millions, I think it's like Lifetime, our channel is Lifetime. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's, it's all about these couples where one is super rich and one is super not. And mm-hmm. it's supposedly real. We'll see. Um, so this <laughs> one couple is, she's a beauty mogul. Like she created this huge beauty I forget what she created, but it's huge. It's like something we would all be like, oh, wow. And she's, I think, late 40s and still cute, but like, you know, like, and she is with this literal skater boy with like really (laughs) long hair, really long beard, literally hangs out with other skater boys who are also in their 30s. I think he's only like 30. Anyway, He's the most passive, most feminine dude, kind of, you know, like just passive, right? Like yeah, low key passive. Anyway, she proposes to him on this last episode. No she like way. has this really cool ring made. I was like, that was actually awesome. Proposes to him in this really cute way. And he's like, what are you doing? This is my job. This is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do. You always take the lead. You never let me be a man. And now I get it why everyone says that I live in your world. And I was like, oh, I want every woman to see this. <laughs> this tell. is what's up. Like your guy may be super aggressive and he's always going to take the lead. But if he is not, this is the guy with the, like, he's the example of like, don't take the lead. Let them at least propose to you or ask you yeah. on a date. They will do it. And if they don't, that is on them. That has nothing to do with you. That is their insecurity or, you know, their choice really. So, eh. but I just thought that was hilarious. And like, no, I mean, that's really interesting actually. And I think it's, it's very much just kind of like thinking about that narrative, which I think is constantly up in the air with conversations about, you know, who should be making the first moves and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And I think, you know, with different apps, like for Bumble, I think you got, you guys get that over there, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously Mm -hmm. that's the girl making the first move and kind of, you know, pushing more, you know, the woman having the control. Mm -hmm. And I, 
agree from a, a certain standpoint. And I'm very much, you know, if I want something, I'm going to go and get it. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to dating, I wouldn't have been afraid to ask a guy out or say, look, do you want to go for drinks? And if they said actually no, or they didn't reply, then I'd be like, cool. Well, I know it's no skin off my nose. I'll get over it. Whereas, you know, I think it can sometimes be quite damaging for somebody if you're kind of waiting for them to ask you because you're then waiting for this person who probably has or potentially has no intention of following up with you or following through and taking you on a date and you're thinking great okay like when are they going to ask me and you're kind of you know preparing for this and it never comes and then that's when you start questioning yourself and think oh did I say something wrong did I do something wrong when actually if you just took the bull by the horns and said actually do you fancy going for a drink I'm free on this night does that work for you and you know some guys will like that and some guys won't so it just it depends and at the end of the day like if you know a guy likes that approach then you're obviously quite well suited because that's always going to that's going to be the dynamic potentially going forward and if they don't then you know they probably weren't for you and it was never going to work out you know anyway so I think it's it just depends kind of what your vibe is in terms of whether or not you want to kind of wait and you know in the wings for somebody to come and get you or if you want to go and grab it and see what happens I so agree with this. And this is a huge thing that's happening right now, which is like, who does take the lead? Who, you know, with the masculine feminine roles. And mm-hmm. you know, what I say that, that doesn't mean like, oh, you're feminine because you're a woman or you're masculine because you're a man. You can yeah. be a man who's feminine. You can be a woman who's masculine. Mm-hmm. We're all masculine in our job, in our work life. Like we're mm-hmm. all going to go get what we want, hopefully in our work life. <laughs> um, so that's not what I'm talking about, but with romantic relationships specifically, um, <laughs> <it's my> cat. <laughs> I was wondering what that was in the background. <laughs> <laughs> They're little kitties still. Um, <laughs> um, what's interesting is that people are just confused. I know I'm confused. So mm-hmm. I, I'll just use myself as an example. I'm extremely masculine in my life. Like I go get everything I want. I do not wait for something to come to me. I'm like, nope, going to go get it. And it's Mm -hmm. great. But when it comes to relationships, I am not a go-getter with men. I I have in the past. It's not that I can't do it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But I always feel that I end up becoming the masculine role where I'm the one who's, like you just said, that creates the dynamic in the relationship. Yeah. So how do you still still remain like feminist, but also traditional at the same time, mm-hmm. like wanting the guy to pay for the first date or second, or maybe all of them, who knows? It's up to you. Yeah. You know, there's there's such an interesting dynamic going on And I don't know if anyone has the right answer or knows the answer yet, but what are your views on this? It's a really interesting subject, actually. And I just recently recorded an episode of my podcast um, with somebody talking about this subject and kind of, you know, the dynamic and the narrative that is constantly evolving and changing amongst men and women in dating. And I think it just comes down to the fact that you will attract what you put out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting out there a really strong, independent woman who, you know, in life goes and gets what she wants in her career and this and that, then you are therefore going to attract a man who appreciates a strong, independent woman and wants to build and evolve a life with that person within that narrative. Whereas, you know, if you're, I mean, you're never going to attract, like, so basically, think of it this way, if that's who you are as a person, are you going to want a guy 
who is literally just going to sit down and like let you give it to him pardon the phrase right. But right. do you know what I mean so you aren't going to want somebody like that so you're going to attract somebody who is kind of like your sort of like the mirror image of you so you can kind of work together and and blend as as one person whereas I think if you're putting out there that you're maybe you know like you said a little bit not I don't want to say frightened but you're not as forthcoming when it comes to dating and being the kind of you know I want to go and get this I'm going to go and do this then you're going to attract the guy who is going to take control maybe a little bit too much and think that you don't have a role in that relationship does that make sense? Yes. And I feel that, that I, that's actually happened to me where I've I've ended up with someone who was just too masculine. And then I was super triggered because I'm like, do you think that I'm just like some little wallflower here? Like yeah, I'm not. someone to be on their arm. <laughs> like that's right. not what you want to be. I think that is a, that's really good advice moving forward. So like if you are more like introverted and like, you know, lean back kind of, you probably would be best suited with someone who's like that, then again, opposites attract, you know, it just yeah. has to be in the right yeah. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Cause like, when I think about like my future, like long-term relationship, I imagine someone who's like me and we do build together. So everything yeah. you just said and you want that give and take as well. You want, mm-hmm. and like, for me, like, you know, I had a conversation recently about, you know, paying on dates mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, with women now, well, I say now, but you know, we're becoming more of a force where, you know, equality is very much at the forefront Mm -hmm. and we want, you know, to be able to pay. We don't want to have to be looked after. We don't need to be looked after. Obviously there are certain people who will want that life. And that that life. Married millions. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's absolutely fine. If that's what they want to do and they're going to attract someone who wants to give them that life, then absolutely fair play. But I just think, I remember actually going on a date with the guy who, we went, the first part of the date was in a bar. We had a bunch of drinks and he paid for everything. And we decided to go and get a bite to eat afterwards. And we just went to like a cheap burger place. Like it wasn't, you know, fine dining or anything. Right. And he went to the bathroom when we finished and I got the bill and paid. And it was probably an eighth of the cost yeah. of what he just paid for these drinks. And he came back and I remember he got really upset with me. And he got was really put out by the fact oh. that I'd paid for like a 20 pound burger when he just spent probably well over a hundred pounds on drinks. And I was just like, oh, I just thought I'd grab this because obviously you'd paid before. And that's just me. That's how I feel. I would rather it be a really equal back and forth. You pay for one day, I'll pay for the other day. Or if it's an expensive day, I go, I'll do the first bit, you do the second bit or just however it, it levels out. But, you know, some people aren't comfortable with that. And a guy, you know, who is getting upset by me wanting to pay because I can pay and I wanted to pay is not the guy for me because he obviously wanted me to be somebody who just sat there looking pretty, didn't say anything. And, and that was it. And that's just, and that's just not me. So I think there's, it's just for you to figure out the dynamic, but I think it's just important at the beginning to kind of put out what you want to get back. And I think too, God, that's so brilliant, by the way. I hope y'all just really <laughs> took that in because that was really, really smart. Um, Sarah is so smart. I, I love it. You're going to keep coming back like every month, like once a month. Oh, absolutely. Do more than happy to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think there's a lot of programming and I think I'm going to just, again, speak personally, like there is so much programming in me to, um, to be this very feminine role in a relationship, again, just relationship. Um, no one was ever like, 
honey, you should be this feminine role in your business life. No one said that to me. Everyone's like, no, you just go get them. Like you go, go get be it. The, yeah. you go be the millionaire. I'm like, I will. So, <laughs> you know, but like when it comes to relationships, like it, it is so difficult to sort of undo all of that programming of like, yeah. and just the stereotypes that you've grown up with. Like, you know, it's, you see it in programs, in films, like even now, like in films, it's always the girl getting rescued by the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just think we've just, like you said, we've just been programmed to think that, you know, we're going to meet a man and he's going to look after us. We're going to have kids and we're going to live happily ever after. But that just isn't, the norm, you know, there's no reason why you need to wait in the wings for a man to come and rescue you. You know, you go and find the man that you want. And, you know, like you said, in every other part of your life, you do that. So why not relationships? It's funny. There are two different books I'm thinking of right now. One is called Smart Women Finish Rich that I'm reading and it's been around for like 20 years. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And there is a huge statistic of women who truly believe that they, that they, (laughs) he's just very affectionate. Um, (laughs) There's a huge percentage of women who believe that they will, and it doesn't matter how old you are, end up with a rich man. And that's how they'll retire. Like that's their game plan. They're like, oh, well, maybe I didn't invest well enough or take care of myself or do the 401k. Mm -hmm. Like I should have, I'll just marry rich. Like like that's so easy. <laughs> like that's crazy. And then the other book that I'm thinking of was an autobiography from a really famous songwriter I I love and she was like make your money so that when you meet the right guy it doesn't matter what he does. He doesn't have to make a certain amount of money cuz you could cover both of you if you wanted to. And mm-hmm. it's funny when I first read that I was like, "Ah, I don't know how I feel about that." But now when I look at it, I'm like, no, actually that's kind of great. Like not that you want to be taking care of someone, but it's Mm -hmm. just like the option is there to just make the life that you want instead of waiting for it to happen to you. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I think it's, it's just another one of those things where you think about what you want in life. And like you said, you know, you kind of like when you grow up, you think, oh, I want to be, you know, really wealthy in this big house with like these kids and all these pets and a pool in the back garden. Like that's kind of what you want. But I think actually what we should be teaching people or, you know, kids is that you can still go and get what you want with someone that you want. And it doesn't have to revolve around money or success or anything like that. Because I mean, how many times have we seen stories of, you know, people being, you know, broken apart by financial um, issues or or what have you, or the fact that, you know, the age age old thing of your money doesn't buy happiness. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, what I think people should be doing and women and, and men as well, when you're single is, you know, focus on yourself. So be rich within yourself, not just money in the bank or whatever, but be happy with who you are. So then you don't need anybody. You don't need a man. You don't need a woman. You don't need anyone around you, but you want them in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's where you kind of want to be. You don't want to you know, look for a man because you're missing something in your life, whether it's, you know, you're just lonely or you need, you know, companionship or you want someone to make you laugh or whatever. You should be so like content and happy within yourself that you want to bring somebody else into that. Right. Rather than you actually going out there and thinking, right, you look okay. I kind of feel like you're going to fill this hole that I've got. 
pardon yes. the pun. <laughs> um, no. And yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so like you, so you don't need like that's basically what I'm saying is you don't need someone, but you just want someone to come into your life that you can build a life with, rather than it revolving around you know needing them for something else. And again, that's such a program a programmed thought that is super new to women is that Mm -hmm. you get to choose. Like I really didn't understand that concept until like years ago, like probably four or five years ago where I was like, oh wait, I'm sorry. I can choose that. I want this person or not want that. Even if you love that person and you're like, no, that's not a good fit for me. I can choose not to be with them. Like it seems so obvious, but there are so many women who are like, oh, I didn't realize I got a choice because I'm just happy to have someone fill the hole, (laughs) you know, but like now we really do have a choice. We've always had a choice always, but like you really are like more realizing it. Yes. You're more cognizant of the fact that you do have a choice. Whereas Mm -hmm. men primarily stereotypically have always thought, well, of course I have a choice. I mean, that's obviously like that's how they live their lives and that's the way they're brought up. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just such a, it's not reversal. It's just, I think this is what equality is and this is how we're And it's just a a changing of the narrative. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing I've kind of spoken about before, like in my podcast and on my um, Instagram is that, you know, like, so there's always been the kind of stereotypical man and the stereotypical uh, woman that we've spoken about, but you know, why can't a woman go out and have sex like a man without the judgment? That's mm-hmm. something I'm just, I'm hugely, I'm like, I really, really want to get out there. And it's the same with anything else. Why can't a woman go out and be CEO? Why can't a woman go and do all that? There's no reason why a woman can't go and do all these things, but mm-hmm. it is just the narrative and just changing that narrative. So people just see that, you know, it is equal. Women can go and do what men do. Men can go and do what women do. And it's even, you know, looking at the fact that there's so many more men now staying at home and looking after the kids mm-hmm. while the women go and work because they've built their careers and they don't want to give that up. Right. That's probably something we never really saw growing up right. because it was always, you know, the dad goes out or the man goes out and you know gets the money comes home and looks after the family but that that isn't the story anymore and I think it's it's you know we're not there yet but we're definitely heading in the right direction and it's a really interesting conversation to have because it's it's constantly unfolding right well let's have that conversation plus more next time we meet up because (laughs) that is huge I love that so much (laughs) Sarah thank you so much for coming back Um, thank you so much for having me Tell everyone how they can find you, including your podcast, all the above. (laughs) Yes, so my podcast is The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted, which just basically covers the good, the bad and everything in between of dating. And um, my new series is coming out towards the end of this month. So look out for it. Um, And you can check up on Instagram and I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much too. It's been the best. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube and follow us on Instagram at That Girl the Podcast.